Right, camera action for December. No, for the month with month, month of movies. movies podcast for December 2020. 2020 I, is finally done. Yeah, I'm Scott. I'm Jason. And uh, this year we went through the alphabet of all the alphabet movies of the letters, and picked oh. movies based on those. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then we had what, X, Y, and Z for this month. Yeah, we did X, Y, Z. And then uh, any other movies we watched during that month, we talk yeah. about those as well. And then a random pre-review. Yes. So for this month we had X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. I had an X movie. Did you have an X movie? Yeah, Xanadu. That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll go first because I had more. I had the Z movie, so uh, my X movie was X. It just apparently it's just called X, but then they added X, the man with the X-ray eyes, which makes sense because you know how hard it is to find a movie that's one letter. Yeah, especially in the porn. It era. looks for every single movie that has an X in it. Yeah, even if it's not the first letter. Yeah, even trying to find it on like IMDb, it was like just. I had to type in old But once words. you find the year, once you get the year, you can just type X and then 1963. Yeah. And then you can find it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this movie was a Roger Corman movie, which he only made like... Didn't feel like it. Two or three of those, I think, a, a, a month. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's a pretty generic movie where a guy who's a scientist, he's working on um, this, these drops that he puts in his eyes and he can start seeing through things right he's basically creates these drops because we only see a part of the spectrum Mm -hmm. so he's trying to see more of the light spectrum and stuff and through that he creates these drops that lets him see through things yeah but uh then he kind of gets discredited as a doctor scientist because you know he just tested it without actual like guidelines and some of that and then he ends up no, he doesn't even end up actually murdering somebody. I can't remember. I forgot. <laughs> Watch this. Right. Anyways, he uh, he decides to become part of a carnival where he like would could quote unquote read people's minds because he would look in their pockets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I know exactly how much money you have. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then it just kind of people start figuring out who he is, and it kind of escalates from there. Yeah, it was part parts of it. I was I felt like I was watching a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. But it felt like a Twilight Zone with more of a movie feel. Yeah. It it was even though it was like I mean, it was an hour and twenty minutes, I think. Right. But it went by it went by fast. Like it was it over did. before I realized it. I was like, Oh, well, right. that was that was fun, more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going in. I'm like, I don't know and then I watched it, I'm like, Yeah, this was actually pretty good. Yeah. It was fun. Um and the contact lenses that Yeah. The bl- just like straight up black contact lenses, yeah, which looked cool, but man, I can't imagine in the '60s that those were very sanitary at all. No, I was gonna say even in like the '80s they wore contacts that screwed their eyes up. Yeah, I mean like watching uh, it from like 1990 with Tim Curry, mm-hmm. like seeing how watery and red his eyes are because of like, the Pennywise contacts, <laughs> like the snake-eyed ones that he had. I'm like. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because I saw some part of a documentary on, uh, I think it was Fright Night. Okay. Like the contacts in those, their eyes, like yeah. they, yeah, they got infected and stuff. Like it was like just, those. it was just like paint. Because they, they painted. painted. Yeah. Yeah, they just painted these contacts with like normal paint, and then they put them in their eye. Uh, yeah. Which now you are not allowed to do that. 
Yeah. But right away in this movie, I'm like, I should have realized there's going to be a lot of eyeball stuff. But there wasn't as much yep. as, I was, as I thought it was going to be. It was just like, you start <laughs> off with this eye just floating in a jar. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have thought of this. Yeah, just slow, slowly for the opening of the movie. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Yeah, there's not much to say about it. I... I I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It wasn't amazing. I, but it was fun. I, I, <laughs> oh, I get it. I had to say it ten times because of X. Um, Roman numeral. I gave uh, X the man with the X-ray eyes a six and a half. I gave it a seven and a half. Ooh, I guess I was wow. pretty lenient on it. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Okay, so <laughs> my X movie was Xanadu, yeah. which I've never seen. People ask me, what's it about? I'm like, I don't know. Something about roller skating? I don't know. I've never seen it. It's like Olivia Newton-John in roller skating. That's all I knew going in. Um, <laughs> That's kind of all I know going coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I was – it was one of those movies that I was – I felt like I was calling what was going to happen before it happened. And Carrie was getting mad because she's like, you've seen this already. I'm like, I have not. Because, like, there's a giant mural with all these, like – people on it and then they come out of it because they're like muses uh-huh. and they inspire people with art and stuff and this guy falls in love with her and they do a bunch of stuff and eventually they open up a roller rink and well, she falls in love with him and you don't find out till like at least halfway through that she's a muse though right but i figured it out in the first yeah. five minutes i was like what is she like a muse or something <laughs> <laughs> And then at the end, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess she is." <laughs> but um, yeah, there's it was crazy because it was just like random musicals, like just randomly throughout the movie. Um, I like I think the first twenty minutes to a half hour, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I dislike it or like it. Yeah, same. Um, I'm like, because parts of it were so bad. I was like at the beginning I was it was like this is bad but I'm entertained by how bad it is kind of thing um just cuz like everything was seemed over the top um with the reactions and stuff and then the guy like he just steals that guy's bike and like <laughs> chasing her and stuff like there's just so many random scenes that felt like there's no way this would happen um but yeah the guy the main guy he recreates album covers into giant murals to hang in record store windows um and he hates it because like it's not original art and he wants to be an artist because he apparently quit to be his own to do his own thing but then didn't make money so he went back and then during this it's when he meets olivia newton john's character and falls in love and then she's like inspiring him to be a better person and open up this roller rink with this other guy who uh who's opened a bunch of nightclubs and stuff back in the day and uh yeah they do this joint venture together it was uh it was entertaining um i didn't know if i loved it or hated it when i got done <laughs> we, um not to spoil it but I'm, I, I'm not going to but um i've seen I, i've seen like a clip of it here and there like one time mike was watching it at the club and i just remember seeing them like roller skating around but that that fucking um that scene, scene where they're doing makeovers yeah that was <laughs> so much was going on it's that, like i knew exactly what you're talking about I, like, like yeah, it that. was so bizarre and wacky 
like I was having fun and the soundtrack did it was so much ELO that I loved it <laughs> but uh, I, I mean don't... even the soundtrack had a wide range of yeah. music styles because they had like some of the older music from like this um the 60s or 40s or whatever when they had the other guy mm-hmm. thinking back Tony Bennett yeah yeah that mashup that... was pretty awesome yeah when they had yeah, the parts two of it felt like together. I was just watching a giant music video um yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I uh I gave Xanadu a seven and a half. I gave it oh, I gave it a five and a half. Cause I it was good. I'll never watch it again. And if Probably I do not. I might I mean, the thing is It might be one of those that if it's on the background I won't change it. Yeah, I might watch it again as long as there's like ten other people in the room. Right. I feel like this would have been a much better movie with more people. Yeah. Then so me I, and Carrie just sitting there going, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Kristen got really mad at the end when the uh, the big climax of the movie happens. And then you're just like, what the fuck? was? What the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I gave it a five and a half Xanadu. All right. Your Y movie. You My picked. Y movie, I picked uh, Akira Kurosawa's film Yojimbo. Which I'm very surprised. Like I thought that was like one of his biggest movies, but like an IMDb, no. it's like, um, not Rashomon. What was that? What's that place called? Whatever. Hiroshima. Um, huh? Hiroshima. No. He has a bunch of like Seven Samurai isn't even like his most popular. His po- Hidden Fortress is his. See, that's most... one I have on my list. I want to eventually see. I gotta see if it's on. Yeah, anything. Hidden Fortress ran. Kagemusha, Seven Samurai. Are you trying to open the door? I am. Um. Oh, I don't remember. Ra- yeah, Rash- Rashomon is a movie that he did. 1950. Oh, Fistful of Dollars. What? Fistful of Dollars. Oh, never mind. That just says other people search for that one. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, I can't remember. One, one of his movies is very similar to that. Um, but which actually it might, it might be this one. I don't remember. <laughs> I have saw Fistful of Dollars so many years ago, but um, Yojimbo is um, it's about a guy who is a samurai and he just kind of he's like a Ronin, so he kind of wanders around and just town to town and stuff. But he comes to this town and it has a gang problem and it has two gangs and mm-hmm. um, they obviously both hate each other. And they cause problems and like, well, you know, asking for money from their, you know, people saying, hey, give us money and stuff. And then uh, one gang's like, we're going to hire you to fight the other the other uh, gang. He's like, you know what? No, I'm just going to watch you guys fight each other. And he does that for a little while. Basically makes them fight against each other. Yeah. But then um, I think the son of one of the gang leaders, like he has he's a samurai, but also he carries a a, a revolver around because it's a new thing. Yeah. And then he he steals like the inn's daughter, I think, or the 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 restaurant or inn that they get like his daughter. And then that's when uh, the main character goes after him. Like it's like right near the end of the, the movie, but that's kind of like where the plot kicks in. <laughs> right. Yeah. That the movie toward the end, like it was going in a direction I was not expecting. Yeah. Like I was like, holy shit, this this fight is getting intense. Oh. Yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, 
the main character, I enjoyed his like just candor in the movie. Like he was kind of like a mm-hmm. whatever. Then oh, this is serious type shit. Like he was, he definitely. You can see a lot of like main heroes in like anime and stuff like that, like based off mm-hmm. of this kind of character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, really can't. Um, but no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I want to see more Kurosawa films because this one mm-hmm. was fun. I think I like this one more than Seven Samurai because that one is. Yeah, I've never seen Seven Samurai. It's good, but it's long. I think this might have been the only one of his movies I've seen. Because I'm looking at his lit library, I'm like, yeah, I know I want to see Hidden Fortress because I heard that one's good. Yeah, I have Sanjiro, which is uh, the same character as this movie, right? Right, yeah. which is uh, also apparently a really good one, too. So yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, I think this is the only movie of his I've seen. <laughs> but I've um, seen reinterpretations of Seven Samurai. Yeah, I'm sure that, that story's he's... been redone a million times. Yeah, I'm but... sure that movie isn't even like his original idea. It can't be. Right. But yeah, it's a magnificent seven and wolves of the Kala and <laughs> yeah, Bugs Life. Yeah, any 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 story that's like a warrior teaches everyone how to fight and they're just like mm-hmm. normal folks. Yeah. Um, but I gave Yojimbo what? <laughs> Bad news bears. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I gave Yojimbo a seven. Me too. Yeah. I also gave Jimbo a seven. So the movie I picked for why was You Were Never Really Here. A Joaquin Phoenix movie. (laughs) Your face. Yeah. So I didn't know much about that. I seen the trailer for this when this movie came out. And I was like, I don't know if I want to see this movie. Because it looks really violent. Like, not just violent, but over-the-top violent, like, mm-hmm. that it would be uncomfortable. Um, but I was happy that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because <laughs> a lot of stuff, like, happened off-screen, like, where there were cuts and stuff. Yeah. It's, like, going to swing, and all of a sudden, like, the camera switches. Um, but anyway, so there's this guy, Joaquin Phoenix plays this guy who um, basically is a hired hitman of sorts. And he goes and people hire him and sends him out um, and he takes care of something. Um, And then he gets hired to find this missing girl from like the mayor, someone in the government. I don't think he, I I thought he, he basically wasn't a hired hitman. Like, but he's a like he gets hired to rescue people. Okay. So he he rescues a lot of young girls from like sex trafficking and stuff. Yeah. So he goes to, to save this one girl and things, get out of hand i don't want to like spoil the end of the movie um but uh yeah so he goes in and like his weapon of choice is just like a normal ball peen hammer and he's just like yeah it gets <laughs> it gets violent um but i'm trying to think god damn it i need to write notes when i watch in movies because it's like one of the first movies i watched this month um yeah, and it was, uh it was pretty early for us too yeah so yeah, he, he gets hired to find this girl. He finds, like, their place of business, and he, like, goes in trying to rescue her and takes out all these people. But then one of the people that runs that organization 
is trying to stop him so then he goes after every single person that he knows and loves like his family members and people he works for and starts killing all those people um so it gets it gets crazy um like i said it was a pretty violent movie but it also didn't show a lot um it was a lot of implied violence like you'd yeah. see aftermath or right before because um, there was that scene where they showed like the surveillance cameras mm-hmm. every time he's about to hit something they took a different camera um, but watching like after seeing like the Joker and this movie and stuff I'm like Joaquin Phoenix is a really good actor yeah he picks very unique roles and he becomes those characters which is kind of scary uh, especially in a movie like this. Um, I don't know what else to say. Would you have something to say? I <clears throat> I felt like I had ADD while watching it. Like I don't know <laughs> if we watched the same movie, but I felt like every three minutes was a different scene that you didn't know if it was a flashback or current or if it was yeah, in his own mind. Yeah, there were a couple times, right. Like, I, I, we were reading stuff on, like, <laughs> afterwards we, like, looked up, the movie just go did we understand what happened and then like, we were just like reading stuff and people were like um yeah if you're gonna watch it watch it with subtitles because there's a few like lines that are said that are pretty pivotal to the plot that you can't because they're way too quiet huh i was like that would have been good to know <laughs> yeah i don't remember because like there's like times like he was whispering or like on the phone or something like that and like or i can't remember what it was but like there was things were, like what is happening and then like we were seeing people online like yeah yeah you, you learn a lot more about his, about his past because of like whispering and some of that that you can't really hear but if you put it on subtitles you, you like there's some key things you learn hmm. I'm like oh, okay <laughs> hmm. but I don't know it felt it didn't feel like a movie to me like it, no. didn't, it didn't feel like I don't know I it, it every time I, I felt like I was watching a lot of scenes out of order <laughs> and I felt like I was missing a lot of the key scenes. I'm like, I felt like I, I felt like I was already starting our next uh, year's challenge. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I didn't care for it. I wouldn't watch it again. No. Um, I gave, I, Oh, what? Yeah, go ahead. I was like, I gave you were never really here a four. I gave it a seven. Okay. Um, I was intrigued watching it the entire time. I was curious on where it was going. Um, I mean, yeah, some of the stuff I felt like I missed, but overall I feel like I understood what was going on. Um, there were parts in the movie where I was watching. It kind of reminded me of Leon, mm-hmm. the professional. Um, so I'm, I don't know if they, he got inspiration from that or not, but yeah, I, don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I enjoyed you were never really here. I gave it a seven. Walking okay. Phoenix is good. We'll have to talk about the ending after we... Okay. Because I... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the ending yeah. on the podcast. Um, and then the Z movie, uh, because you had U last month, and I couldn't think of a U movie, and I had Z. I thought of a Z. Z movie, but it just wasn't on anything, oh, and okay. I didn't uh, have access to it, because I was going to watch the second Zombieland movie. Oh, okay. That's what I had written down from the beginning of the year, before the pandemic. <laughs> Well, I had zombie written I'm down. sure it would have been at the library. Yeah, to, right. it's true. I had zombie, which is the 
uh oh is it lucio fulci movie i believe um zombie also known as zombie 2 because or zombie flesh eaters or zombie flesh eaters or um dawn of the dead 2 or whatever it was cat the cat is still going for the christmas tree um i'm using so much water in that christmas tree um but it was it was because they the 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 company that was releasing the movie was like hey dawn of the dead is really popular you should um capitalize on that so like it's dawn of the dead 2 or or, or zombie 2 or whatever it was cause they, but it has nothing to do with those movies yeah it's Fulci. yeah um the movie is it's a pretty pretty generic plot line yeah get off there um Buffy is immune to water, I think. She doesn't learn. Um, but yeah, Molly likes water. <laughs> stupid cat. Um, but uh, it's pretty pretty generic movie. Uh, this is like the first movie of the month I pretty much watched, and I feel like that was eight months ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, a bunch of people, like, so, oh, boy, I'm feeling very dumb right now. I know they a bunch of people. Okay, so there's like there's a boat that comes into the harbor. That's right. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. A boat. So a boat arrives in the harbor, and then there's a whole bunch of like just dead bodies everywhere. And there's like a zombie on board, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, then people are like, "Where? Well, where did this come from?" So they this woman, I think, who's looking for her husband. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm good at this. Um, but, uh, they, they, uh, they, they're, they're looking, yeah, father, sorry, it's her father. So, um, they try to figure out where the boat came from and they tracked on this, this little island in the Pacific area. And the girl's like, my father must be here. So she's looking for her father and then a couple of people come along and they're, they're sort of testing. Well, the other people that come along, they use them for their boat. So they, yeah, yeah. they just came along because they needed a boat. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they the two people that owned the boat and then they came along, but, um, but then they, they get back to this Island and they find out that, um, uh, the doctor is like sort of creating a sort of zombie, uh, virus. I don't say a virus, but like he's trying to find ways to, um, it's a disease. That's the word. It's not virus. It's a disease. that's like creating people. It's like become undead and stuff like that. And it's just, I mean, it's it's a it's a generic zombie movie, <laughs> or it's the uh, cookie cookie cutter of uh, they created a cookie cutter of zombie movies where they're like, hey, come to this island where we're but then again, it's like it's I think it's the jump from because there's a lot of movies like you know I walked with a zombie and some of that where it's people go to an island they do witchcraft and voodoo and there's yeah, I was zombies. gonna say voodoo is. Voodoo is like the underlying reason for, yeah, reanimated corpses. I guess, but like, I feel like there's the more of a yeah. I feel like there's more of a scientific reasoning behind it now instead of just like straight up like oh it's witchcraft, right? They're making it more. I'm sure it's like, like most of it's like one of those things that people are like oh my husband's dead I wish he was still alive and they use witchcraft and yeah. then that's how zombie or voodoo and that's how zombies come back. Yeah, but it's I think I, because and now like, it turns oh, into a medical like yeah virus like yeah because it came out in like the late, 
late 70s, I think, early 80s. So it's like back then. Yeah, it's late people, 70s. People were afraid yeah, of contagions and stuff like that. And smallpox or whatever. I don't know. Whatever people were afraid <laughs> of back then. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was okay. The uh, the shark the shark zombie fight. It's very well known for this movie. It was the best scene in the whole movie. <laughs> zombie. The shark versus zombie. Damn, the guy who was in that zombie costume and fought that shark. Uh-huh. I don't know how. Like, they, he was so close. To, like, how did he not just get bit by that shark? How did he not die? Like, not necessarily die, but just, just didn't get attacked. Lose an arm. Yeah. Yeah, because that was... That was like he was straight up swimming with an actual shark, mm-hmm. and then like biting parts off of it or whatever. And, and the shark was biting things off of him. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, there goes the fake arm. There goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I feel bad because I'm sure that's people that love this movie. I'm like, it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. I, I gave it, it a six. I gave it a like, six as well. Okay, so we both agree on that one. And I just well want to as... say though, since we started this podcast, uh-huh. um, Zombie was my one thousandth movie on this oh. podcast. Yeah, I haven't kept track of what number that would be up to. Yeah, I'm only at eight hundred and some. Yeah, I knew it was getting close, but then Halloween kind of pushed us over a bit. But I'm just saying, like overall, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could put them in order on my spreadsheet. I but... try to, I try to put them in order on my phone, like when I see them. Yeah. But oh, so you just said, oh, I was at nine hundred and blah 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 at the start of this month. Yeah. Then... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nine hundred ninety-eight, and then I watched the first two movies, and I was like, boom, boom, done. Because I watched a hundred and ninety-seven movies this year. I don't even know how many I did. But that can be for the next podcast. Yeah, I'll just pull, I'll pull up my spreadsheet. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, those are the X Y Zs. I was just finishing the alphabet. Um, I want to go through. Well, we can do that in the year end thing when yeah. you actually organize stuff. But I was just curious, like just the alphabet. What letters were the best? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited to see that too. Um, um, yeah. So go ahead. What else did you watch this month? Well, the first movie I watched of the month was a movie I planned to watch in October. And I didn't, so I finally watched it in December. Is Bone Tomahawk? <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, I watched that one too. Bone Tomahawk, Tomahawk. Dude, okay. I don't know why. Every time I tried looking for this movie, I just kept calling it Bone Saw Tomahawk. <laughs> and I'm like, why is it not finding it? <laughs> it's not Bone Saw. Yeah, that's very different. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I saw this like i never heard of it but when i was looking for like horror movies and a lot of people on you know subreddits and stuff were like this movie's great it's awesome and stuff that's like not really a horror movie but it is a horror movie yeah it definitely had horror feels especially toward the end of that movie yeah um the screaming the zombies or the the native americans screaming those screams are creepy man yeah the thing they're yeah um <laughs> The Siri cuts his throat. But oh. but uh, yeah, but uh, I know Eric Bug. Uh, he he loves this movie. He's like, make sure you watch this. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll check it out. But um, Bone Tomahawk takes place in the Wild West, like the late 1800s. Um, and uh, there's these people that are like just kind of robbing and 
you know, looting and killing people and stuff. But they end up like crossing into this sacred land where these people are these. I don't want to like I'm a little iffy on what these people actually are. Right. Because, I mean, the 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 description of it, they call them uh... troglodytes. Oh, is that what they call them? Well, they say that, I was going to say they say that they're in the movie. Uh, in, yeah, they're indigenous. They're, um, yeah, they're, like they're indigenous people, but they're like you find out cannibals. later that they're they're like cave dwelling people, so they aren't. They're like almost. I'm going to say I don't want to say predate Native Americans, but like they're. It's a tr- it's a specific. I mean, it's a specific tribe of Native Americans. Okay, that live well, that are cannibalistic. Indigenous people. Because the term troglodyte is the term troglodyte is actually like a people that like live in caves, like okay, lower but beings. But I'm pretty and... sure that these were still Native Americans. Okay. Um, but uh, anyways, they one of the guys comes to town, um, and these since they kind of went over their sacred ground, they hunted that dude into town and then kidnapped, um. The nurse, the the nurse, but I think it's like it wasn't like the mayor's wife or something or someone's wife um, that was very important. Wasn't the mayor? It was yeah. What was the guy? Because the uh, dude that had like the the messed up leg. Right, I just remember what he what character he played. Yeah, um, I can't. I I, the guy was, from wasn't the sheriff Conjuring? Yeah, Conjuring and and Watchmen and Hard Candy and stuff. Um. But yeah, anyways, she got kidnapped, and um, she was a nurse, though I think. Or yeah, she, she was the town. She was the town nurse. Yeah. Um, it says he was a foreman. Oh yeah, it says uh, the the they, the posse set out to rescue the town's doctor, the town's doctor from cannibalistic cave dwellers. So, yeah, she's a doctor. Um, yeah, Kurt Russell plays the sheriff, and then <laughs> I like how he just called kept calling him old man, um, <laughs> and he was the deputy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I um, I enjoyed like at the beginning of the movie when they're introducing all the characters, like for the first time, like just the dialogue that they were having, mm-hmm. I found so entertaining. I don't know why, just the the back and forthness and the way they were uh, conversing. I was I'm like, I love this movie already. Um, and then by the toward the end, like once they start getting crazy and start like murdering people and um all the crazy suspense at the end of the film. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it was, it was very fun. Uh, Matthew Fox is in it and I always see him as Jack from lost, but he definitely yeah. played like, this is one of those roles that like, I didn't see him as Jack from lost or the guy from party of five. Like, it felt like he was actually a different <laughs> character. Right. Yeah. So like after seeing this movie, I'm like, I'm going to have to check out this other guy's other movies because he wrote a couple but he, like, overall, he's only done five feature films. Mm-hmm. And two of them he didn't direct. Um, he just wrote the scripts for. Um, and one of them was that new Puppet Master movie. Yeah. Which I've watched a bunch of those. But, yeah, like, uh, his most recent was Dragged Across Concrete, which was going to be one of my random movies I grabbed, like, a couple months ago. I was going to do that one as my random movie, which would have been awesome. <laughs> But I think we watched an awesome movie that month um, as well, so I can't really renege on that. Um, uh, 
I, I was gonna say the uh, the reason why the, that I'm like I don't know exactly what the cannibalistic people are is mm-hmm. because they evolved in a way that they actually had those like horns coming out of their head. Mm-hmm. So it's like they evolved where they actually had those, and then like the thing that they didn't yeah talk the voice about, box their thingy. voice box like because he ripped that out of <laughs> yeah his body. That so was, was like, insane. He like cuts his throat out to take the vocal box and then use it as a whistle yeah so like, like oh that was so gross but awesome so like they really evolved in a certain way so that's why i'm like that's why i said like they kind of predate like right you know modern they were definitely a different species but yeah. they were still considered native americans yeah. and the town folk yeah um, they just didn't know what clan they belonged to because they belonged to their own yeah because they um, just live in the ground very different so bone tomahawk I gave an eight and a half. I gave it an eight. I liked it a lot. It was fun. All right, keep going since I already saw that one. All right, I um, saw that one too. Well, the next movie I watched, <laughs> uh, I believe you watched it last year. Okay. Uh, I, we watched Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before and Christmas. I, I have a, I have a J. I written. watched December of 2018. Oh, two years, two years ago. ago. So, we watched that. Like you said, it's uh, it's fun. It uh, shorter than I remember it being, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but no, it was a uh, we. We always have that song stuck in our head, like "This is Halloween" this, or "With yeah. This," <laughs> and with it being Christmas, like screw it, we're tossing it on like some just random night we had the movie on. So, it's a great one when uh, you want to watch a Christmas movie, but you think it's too early for Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah. and I just want to watch horror movies. So, um, but I gave Nightmare Before Christmas a seven. Yeah, I, I remember watching it going, this was better than I remembered. Yeah. And I, gave, I gave it an eight and a half then. Okay. It's fun, but I just won't, I won't be the person that goes around and buys, like, Jack Skellington hats or anything. I just think it's funny because, like, whenever I would listen to Pandora, I'd be like, put on the Halloween music. And it was just always songs from that movie. <laughs> like, any Tim Burton type. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, Elfman, right? Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman songs. It's just like, oh, here's the Beetlejuice theme. Oh, here's here's like the entire soundtrack of he did, Nightmare Before Christmas. He did a theme song for a TV show that I, compl- I I didn't realize until like halfway through the show. I was like, oh shit, this is Danny Elfman. Hmm. <clears throat> Can't remember what it was, but whatever. Um, uh, I I also all right. This next movie I watched, um, I heard it's a documentary. Uh, it's a yeah, documentary yeah. Um, that I heard about quite a few years back. And remember, uh, the copy I have, Brian gave to me uh, quite a few years back. And I finally got around to watching it. It's called The Act of Killing. Mm. Now, this movie was pretty uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> it's uh, So, like I said, it's a documentary. And I'm looking this up right now um, so that I don't get the countries wrong. Because um, the uh, the main dude, Anwar Congo, is a fucking badass. And he scares me. But it's a documentary um, about the Indonesian death squad leaders. Um, so years and years ago, I want to say like 60s-ish, uh, 60s or 70s, um, they had these Indonesian death squads where... If anyone was like, hey, we think this person's a communist, like, we hate communists, and then they would, like, just basically kidnap them and then murder them. 
and the government was I don't know if the government was entirely behind it, but they like they basically was like almost like a military regime. And uh, so what this documentary was like, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to find a lot of these like death squad leaders and we're going to have them make little films like just make a short film Why? about make short films about their experiences with all the shit that they've done. So you see a couple of the lead, like the, a couple of main leaders, um, they're talking to them and stuff like that, and they're describing like well, what they did. Like, yeah, we just used to do this, and we, like we go around town, and like like back then, Elvis movies were very po- pretty popular, and this and this. We're like we try to look like badass, and they dress up like how they used to dress up, and explain like how they kill people and where they do it and stuff. Like, oh, we found this is the easiest way because not you know less there won't be as much blood spilled everywhere and stuff like that. And like, holy shit! And like one of the guys, he killed one thousand people just by himself. Jesus. And it was like this, these are real. This yes, is real. This is real. Um, and but then like, like the entire time I'm watching, I'm like, what is going to happen in this movie? Because it's like, it's like two hours long, and Jesus. up until like the last maybe ten minutes of that movie, that's when like it just suddenly things shift, and you go, holy shit. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I, I just don't know how, as a filmmaker, you're gonna tape this and feel comfortable and safe. Yeah, yeah. It, um, yeah, because the, the IMDb says uh, their profile and their summary says a documentary, which challenges former Indonesian death squad leaders to reenact their mass killings in which cinematic genres they wish, including classical Hollywood crime scenarios and lavish musical numbers. So is a chunk of the movie just the different like reenactments you see them like if i had the actual like dvd i wonder if like they would have that in the extras oh but so they didn't that wasn't the movie the, the, the was movie is watching them make the things like watch make watching them make the scenes and then they're also like talking like doing interview style like they're talking about like what they did and stuff um but like there's parts where like these people I'm are guessing like, oh. it's either subtitled or dubbed over yeah it's, a, it's subtitled um okay but you'd see them like walking people on the streets and like, oh, you want to be an actress? And then, um, like, just pretend you're a communist and then, like, we'll like take you away and your kids will cry and stuff. But the kids, I don't think the kids knew they were making a movie because, like, you see them just like ball and like, tr- like, don't take my mom and stuff like that. And like, oh, this is great. And like, you are traumatizing so many fucking people. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, but the, the ending is pretty awesome. Uh, but it's such a small little thing. Like, it's such a like it doesn't justify all the fucking killings that people did. But it has a moment where you're like, "Wow, that's pretty awesome." But then <laughs> you sit there and think about it, you go, "That's not awesome. That more should be done." <laughs> but like, just through the the way the documentary goes. But man, it uh, it hit it hit me hard in that movie. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Thank God we're not communists or living in com- <laughs> like those times. Because just Glad we're not communists. Oh, but uh, the act of killing. I gave it a six and a half. But uh, yeah, that uh, that oof. You go. Okay, so <laughs> I watched a Christmas movie. <laughs> you you watched a few Christmas movies. 
watched a few. So I watched this. Okay, so there's a movie called Last Christmas. It came out last year, and I'm not huge into Christmas movies, so I had no interest in this. But then I saw an article saying that people hated it because of the ending, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the kind of movie that they thought it was going to be. And I was like, huh, I'm intrigued. So then I like read a synopsis of it and why people disliked it, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So then, like, Carrie just wanted to watch all Christmas movies. So I'm just like, we should watch this one. So I'm curious to see how this one goes. Because for how many people hated it, um, well, they loved it until the ending. Yeah. I'm like, okay, going in, I know how it's going to end. So it's not going to be, like, a surprise. Um, And it was more enjoyable than I thought. Okay. So uh, it's, like, I can't remember the actress's name, but it's um, Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, she works in um, a Christmas store where she sells ornaments and stuff like that. And she does a lot of one night stands and doesn't give a fuck about other people. Um, And uh, she's late for work and, you know, just kind of a huge mess. And um, everyone's like, you should take your life more seriously and stuff like that. And then she meets this guy and he slowly starts turning her into a better person because it's like the first guy that she's come across that she hasn't slept with right away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they have like these in-depth conversations and, um, she starts, you know, slowly becoming a better person. She starts helping at the homeless shelter and, um, starts caring about her job more and what she wants to do. And, uh, yeah. So this guy like makes her life a, a better makes her a better person. Um, and I'm not going to give away the ending, but people know this song last Christmas a lot. Mm-hmm. And there was many different variations of that song in this movie. Yeah. And then just a whole bunch of, uh, was it George Michael, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whole bunch of George well, Michael I songs. I think it's Wham, thing. but it could be wrong. Right. Wham is the one that sings last Christmas, but he's like the main guy in yeah. Wham. Um, but there was a bunch of George Michael songs as well as Wham songs in the movie um, because she was a huge George Michael fan. Uh, and yeah. Um, yeah. Cause the, the guy that she meets is, I'm pretty sure it's the guy from crazy rich Asians. Um, so it's like after that being in that big movie, like, Oh, he's going to be in another, you know, love movie. Cause everyone, that, that movie shocked a lot of people. And, how good it was at crazy rich Asians and they're like, Oh, he's going to be the new hunk. So then everyone <laughs> wanted to see him in the new movie last Christmas. Um, I, even though I knew the ending, it still, I still, it still hit me. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I liked it. Um, sad. Did you didn't watch it? No. Oh, I can tell after the podcast, I can tell you what the ending is okay. and why people hated it. If you don't care. Yeah. Um, well, I enjoyed Paul it. Feig, I, so that's why I would. That's, hate it. that's the reason to hate it, but it's people are mad because it's not a normal Paul Feig movie. Oh, okay. It's not like a comedy. It's like a more serious movie. So, so they call it a dramedy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is probably up there as one of my favorite Paul Feig movies because I don't like most of his movies. 
I gave last Christmas a seven out of ten. Okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched this movie in the podcast. I know you watched the fourth one, but I watched Toy Story three and Toy Story four. I did watch the fourth one. Yeah, I remember you watched the fourth one. I remember three was. On there I did well. not watch three on the podcast. Oh, I had to describe that one, but I've seen it. So, um, oh, oh yeah, okay. So I watched That's the one with the bear. Yeah, so I watched the third movie of the Toy Story franchise. Now. I'm one of those minorities that thinks that Pixar movies are overrated, and I don't mm-hmm. care for a lot of them. Oh. This does not change the fact for watching Toy Story 3. <laughs> so Toy Story 3, it's like Andy's going to college. Mm-hmm. If you watch, if you know Toy Story, Andy owns a bunch of toys, and they're all real. Uh, he's, the, he's the original owner of Woody and Buzz. Yeah. Um, but in this one, he's going to college now, so he's packing up a bunch of his toys to put in the attic or tossing stuff uh, to get donated to the child care place. His mom mistakes the bag that is going into the attic uh, as trash. So then they, they toss it into the, uh, or as getting donated. So they toss it into the car and it goes to the, um, not orphanage. Did I say orphanage? It's a child care. Child care. Yeah. Um, and they're like, this Shady is Shady Oaks, I think. Oh, that sounds dark. Yeah. No, um, that. But it's uh, so then like, oh, this is gonna be great. All these kids are gonna love us, and they go, nope, people hate us because uh, the kids are just are the little shitty ones that don't understand how to play the toys. So they just beat no, that's just up. the one room. The one room has all the good toys. The other room has the the troublemaker kids that are just ripping toys apart, well, like, like little like three year olds and four year olds who are right. like paint, paint, paint. Yeah, they get shoved in that room, and then they find out that like there's one a bear that controls like all the innings and outings like he's like the godfather of the toy yeah. of the um yeah pretty much and then uh they try to escape lots of lots that's it lots yeah um lots he smells like strawberries yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know i don't i don't know why people love toy stories i mean like oh my god i can't wait till you start talking about the fourth one yeah, because the fourth one's the worst one in my eyes. They all hit the same to me, like they yeah. all are pretty much across the board. They're like they're all the same movie to me, almost. Yeah. Um, I don't know it, it. It, you know, like the whole time, like oh, these toys, like and everyone I know, like I know a bunch of my friends, are like oh my god, the ending is so sad for three. I'm like, he almost started crying and stuff. I'm like, okay, well. And you're just like, yep, Toy Story. All the Toy Story movies are Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, it's literally the first, even the fourth one a little bit is. I was like, say the third one a little bit too. Well, I mean, like the the fourth one, like in Brave Little Toaster, and the fourth one, like they go to like a secondhand like used store. Yeah, and that's like a chunk of the plot is inside that antique store. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, Toy Story three, it was all right. Uh. Um, I gave it a six. Uh, and then I watched Toy Story 4, which, again, the best I, part I of it. Watched, yeah, I watched in November of 2019. Yeah. And the, the best part of it was Forky just constantly mm-hmm. jumping into the trash can. 
I'm trash. Just that I made me laugh. That montage of them going everywhere, and then he's like, he gets excited and just that, runs off. That and was the only good thing. You about just see movie. his like feet kicking in, like as he's jumping to the trash can. That was the funniest part. That was very funny. To me, that was my, the only part I liked was Forky. Yeah, and then. But that didn't mean that they should make a whole movie. Um, I wonder <laughs> if they meant to. I don't know. Never mind. I was gonna say like about the whole like little bo peep stuff and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that movie really ruined the idea that, oh, toys get misplaced, and then it's like, I in my mind you're like these are the adventures that go on, and then you just go oh, you know like I, in my mind it felt like the toys were never real, but it's just like us and our imaginations like oh I can't find the toys and they go they've been there the whole time. This one, they're fucking driving around in broad daylight mm-hmm. on that fucking RC car and stuff. And mm-hmm. man, yeah, I didn't like this one. I'm knocking <laughs> it down a little bit. Um, I don't know. T- Toy Story movies aren't that great. I my favorite Pixar movie is still probably uh, the um, Big, Big Hero, Hero 6. Six. Yeah, that one's great. It's a good one. But I just rewatched that one this year too, and it was still good. Yeah, but uh, Toy <laughs> Story they played it on ABC. I was like, oh, I get to watch Big Hero Six again. <laughs> uh, Toy Story edited for time and whatever, yeah. but it's still good. And Stan Lee makes an appearance in it too. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you give Toy Story Four? Oh, Toy Story Four, I gave it a five and a half. Oh shit, you liked it better than me. I gave it a five. Okay. It just didn't. If like I watched three, and then a couple days later, I watched four, and it felt like I was just watching a continuation of the movie. Like it didn't yeah. feel like anything was changing. I felt like not much happened in the fourth movie at all. Yeah. And then Keanu Reeves being in it, it's like okay, that's fine. Because Keanu Reeves was like the fake um, evil, evil, evil. evil. But then like Michael Keaton in the third one was the fake uh, Ken. Uh, I think he was Ken. Yeah. It was Barbie and Ken. That's right. This is the dream house. Anyways. you go. So the next movie I watched, I don't know if you watched it or not, Dead Don't Die. I didn't. Oh. Dang it. I wanted to talk about this one with you. Yeah. I'll watch it this month probably. Um, so <laughs> this movie... Because, see, the reason I want to know is because there is so much stuff in this movie that I know you hate. Oh, no. But to me, they did it well, so it works. Um, so, basically, this movie is a generic zombie film yeah. where there's zombies showing up. And then Bill Murray's the the sheriff and uh, Kylo Ren. Adam Driver. Is, Adam Driver is the deputy and they're just they're like the only two cops in town oh no there's that one lady that's dispatch Um, but it's just a small little town there's a store that sells like horror stuff Um, and then there's like a car full of teens that stay there for the night and during this like zombies start coming back but um, it's humorous because Oh, I'm trying to remember how it starts. Like, oh, like it starts because these zombies show up and kill 
the chef and the waitress at the local diner, mm-hmm. which is like the only place to eat at. <laughs> and they like they they find the dead bodies in uh, when they go for their breakfast and stuff like that. And they're like, oh my god, it must be zombies. And they just jump to that conclusion right away, even though they don't see anything. Like we got to stop these zombies, and they're just going out to try to stop these zombies. And everyone's like, yeah, I heard there's zombies here, but no one has ever seen them. Uh huh. But obviously they are zombies. But there's a couple times where they break the fourth wall a lot um, where they're like driving and like a song comes on the radio and the song is the dead don't die. And Bill Murray's like, huh, this song sounds familiar. And then Adam driver's like, yeah, it's the theme song. Bill Murray's like, what? Yeah, it's the theme song. Huh. And then they just go on and stuff, and they just, like, mention the guy's name a bunch of times. Like, oh, that's The Dead Don't Die by blah, 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 blah. And, like, the song just keeps coming up randomly. Like, oh, yeah, I like that song. And then, like, throughout the whole movie, M. Driver's character just kept going, oh, this isn't going to end well. Like, whenever something's going on, he's just like, oh, this isn't going to end well. He's like, why do you keep saying that? What do you mean by this isn't going to end well? You know, everything. I don't, I don't get it. So like, like, there's just like little humorous things like that throughout the whole movie. But just the interaction between everybody, because it's a small town, so everybody mm-hmm. knows everybody. And then like the the three teens that come in, um, I can picture her. She was in that Spring Breakers movie. Oh, yes. Um, Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez is comes in and then like her two friends and stuff and they're staying there for the night. And just the conversation is like, oh, She's like, is there any place that we can eat? Yeah, there's just a diner, but it's closed. So you can eat out of the vending machine. <laughs> it's right around the corner and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It was just like very dry humor. And even though I'm not a huge fan of them breaking the like fourth wall and stuff, it was a little humorous in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, it wasn't an amazing movie, but I had a fun time watching it. Um I gave the dead don't die seven and a half. Okay. Um, but yeah, just, this isn't going to end well. And just like, like, cause Adam driver is like basically the one who keeps breaking the fourth wall. And then Bill Murray's just like, what are you talking about? Just like trying to like figure out why, like, what do you mean theme song to the movie? <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I gave the dead don't die seven and a half. All right. Um, Oh boy. Uh so I watched a movie. I, I've seen Jesus. So the first Pumpkinhead movie I liked. Then they made Yeah, a, you loved it. Then they made a second one and that one wasn't good. Then they made a third one and a fourth one. And you watched them all. No. I didn't oh. see the uh I didn't see. The, I saw the third one, which is called "Pumpkinhead Ashes to Ashes." So, this one, um, so the the whole gist of Pumpkinhead is that if someone uh, is wronged in some way, they can like basically perform this like dark magic to create Pumpkinhead, which is this giant beast that will kill whoever wronged you. Mm-hmm. And in the first movie, um, 
Lance Hendrickson's character, uh, his little son gets ki- killed by a bunch of drunk people like riding around on motorcycles and stuff or dirt bikes. And then the second movie had nothing to do with the first movie. But this one is like a direct sequel to the first one where one of the people in town, um, it's the same character in this one, but he keeps seeing Lance Hendrickson's character like talking to him, but he's like mm-hmm. not there. He's like a ghost. So it's a reason to ha- keep putting Lance Hendrickson in the movie. Um, but they find out that the um, local mortician uh, is like, I think he's using like his mortician powers for evil. Like he's selling organs on the black market and stuff. And uh, like he'd kidnap people. His, his like little lackeys would kidnap people and then steal their organs. And then like be like, oh, this person's dead. Like just people like hitchhikers and shit um but then uh someone puts a curse out on them and pumpkin head just shows up and beats people around and stuff and i loved the first one because it's all practical effects Mm -hmm. this one is mostly practical effects but they do have quite a few moments where it's like cg and it's bad i mean it is straight to video so I guess you can't get too mad at that. Mm-hmm. But this movie was not good. <laughs> uh, although Doug Bradley was the doctor in town, so the guy who played Pinhead uh, was the villain of the movie. <laughs> but he was just bald doctor. Um, but no, uh, Pumpkinhead Ashes to Ashes was not good. I had this problem where if I start seeing a movie and I know there's a bunch of sequels and I like the first one, I will watch as many of the sequels as I can. I did that with Howling. I did that with Halloween. I did that with, like, this month for for Child's Play. I still still have to watch the other one, or the other two. But um, this month, beginning of... Obviously, December's over, so it's January. I'm watching the Children of the Corn sequels. And boy, oh boy, will that be fun to talk about? Uh, so, Pumpkinhead, Ashes of Ashes, I'll, if I see the other ones on any sort of streaming site, I will watch them. But I gave Pumpkinhead, Ashes of Ashes a four. <clears throat> and you know what? Speaking of horror movies and watching them, uh, I finished <laughs> up all of the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. I watched them this month. Um, Even the newest one, the Leatherhead one, leather Leatherface, <laughs> Leatherhead. You know the Ninja Turtle. So I watched uh, before I watched the. I mean, before the podcast started, I watched the Michael Bay reboot, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was decent. They're they're all right, um, but I've seen the first movie, the second movie, the reboot sequel, and then I just had to watch the other ones. So. The movie, the third Texas Chainsaw Massacre is called Leatherface, colon, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Now, I was having a problem with these movies because every time I watch a new one, none of the details seem to add up. So I went on, like, the subreddit horror, and I was like, could anybody enlighten me and tell me what is happening with these movies? Like, what continuity exists? And everyone's like... (laughs) Like if you, because it doesn't feel like there really isn't. Yeah, they try to. They're like, if you are looking for continuity, 
stop because these things like he's like there's more uh do-overs in this than there is in halloween (laughs) because i think every single movie that was made after the first one tried being that first movie's sequel right and this is the best one because people are saying that um that because toby hooper did i think the first two movies uh and then uh everyone like someone else would take over three and like this is how i think that the next movie would be this is how i think the next one would be because they all kind of have the same thing but it's never the same actors and uh so the third movie um at the beginning it's like it tells you like oh yeah the the, the massacre that happened and stuff like that uh, you know, and they mentioned that one only one person was caught, and then he was like put to death because it's Texas. Um, and then like, but they never found anyone else, like the Leatherface or whatever. So this movie is these two kids, their brother and sister, and they're driving their dad's car from California to Florida, and they're passing through Texas. Um, when I th- uh, when something goes wrong, and they find out that uh, the Leatherface people, the the like that whole group of people um, basically attack them and then just start murdering like attacking them and like kidnapping them and like you know bring them to supper and here's the grandpa and here's the I'm the I'm the leader of this family and it's every time it's a different person and um, uh, this one wasn't that good but it's it's like I feel like every movie, like the first, the third, the fourth, obviously the remakes, they all are like the same plot where the main characters get, you know, here they are in this, this scenario where the, this, these people are trying to kill them and they go, Oh, I'll try to hide. Well, now I'm, now I'm tied to a chair and you have to try to, uh, uh, you know, fight us off. But the, the cool thing in this one is, um, the two kids end up like running into this like survivalist dude who um, is like you know getting ready for like the, the you know the 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 f- failure of the country and some of that where he's like you know once once everything goes to hell you know like, I'll have all these food and I'm, he's like training how to like shoot things and stuff so he's at least there to help uh, kill some of the people because he's got guns and shit. Um. So that was like holy the, shit. That was like the better part of the movie. So I'm reading quotes from the movie. There's some really dumb lines. But the the the, the survivalist dude is the same guy, uh, Ken Forey, Ken Foray, whatever. He was in Dawn of the Dead. Um, he was in From Beyond. He was in the Halloween remake. But yeah, yeah okay. He yeah the movie wasn't good, but it wasn't horrible. Like it was just another movie to toss on in the background. <clears throat> um, but I gave Leatherface colon Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. I gave it a five and a half. Un- All right. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the fourth one which people say is, like, one of the worst ones. Oh, no. Um, that one is with a young... Uh, what's her face? Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. 
Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> Isn't it like the next Chainsaw Massacre or it, something? It's a. I think it's Next Generation. Um, oh, that's what it was. Uh, but so in this one, again, at the very beginning. I think I've seen this one. Okay, but I don't remember. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it was back in the '90s, so I don't yeah. remember much. But at the very beginning, they're like, oh, all the events that happened, you know, this massacre and stuff of like that. But then this time they said no one was ever caught. I'm like, in the previous movie, they said one person was caught and put to death. I'm like, unless I remember that wrong. Like, but it feels like every, it feels like the first movie just branches off every single direction they possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's a whole bunch of high schoolers. They're at like their high school prom. And um, they get to, they get like rammed off the road. And Renee, Renee Zellweger, like, I know she's in it, but I didn't <laughs> expect her to be like the main character. Like, she's the final girl in this movie. <laughs> um, but again, it's just like, and Matthew kind of his character, he's like the, the leader head dude of the family who's like in charge. But he has this thing on his leg. So he's like in the same family as Leatherface. Yeah, he's like, like the villain. He's... Okay. Yeah. Um, but he has this like thing in his leg where it's like a hydraulic system that he can't walk without it. So he has this remote he just carries around, and it's like gee, gee, gee. to help him walk. Yeah. I mean, you don't see it half the time, but then like there's la- you just there's, hear a, it? there's a part. In, well, not really, but there's a part later on that like the the she's like messing with the remote like so he can't like move and some of that because like his leg is all i don't know it i feel like this movie had no idea what to do um (laughs) (laughs) so what what are the reviews someone says at one point jenny screams i don't understand and welcome to the real world for me that sums up everything about this movie yeah yeah um yeah, it they. I, I I don't I don't know what else to say about this movie. It, it that's what happens. That that's the movie. It's like so. This was originally released in Japan, Germany first. Oh, uh-huh. that's weird. Nineteen ninety four, but yeah, yeah it came it, out ninety five here. It wasn't great. Um, I gave I gave Texas Chainsaw Massacre four. Or uh, the next generation, I gave it also a four. Also, sometimes called the return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. <laughs> and then the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie I saw is it's just called Leatherface. Yeah. Where this is, um, I did see that one. I think that might have been on the podcast then. Did you? I don't know. It came on seventeen. It says. Uh oh. I don't have it though. Okay. Or this, because I thought, I thought I saw that one. It says it came out in 2017. Yeah. And we've been doing the podcast since then. I don't remember you talking about it, but I could be wrong. I don't either. Maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I was going to. Maybe. Um, I thought I, I could have swore I saw this movie. Maybe I forgot to do it whenever I watched it. Maybe. Because the still, still shots look familiar. The dinosaurs and stuff? Dinosaurs. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't remember dinosaurs. Maybe I did. So this is much more of a prequel than um, the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Chains beginnings. Up. Yeah, because it shows you um, Leatherface or RJ is that his name um, as a child, 
and uh, the mother is not a good mother. Um, played by whatever, not Lily Taylor. She was yeah. in tons of stuff. Um, but uh, anyways, like he gets taken away to like a mental home because he, I think he killed. He helped someone kill. So like I think he helped his dad or uncle or someone like kill a hitchhiker, and then uh, and then like he dressed in a, in a pig outfit, and like just laid in the middle of the road, and like attacked these kids and stuff like that. And like, all right, well you're going to a mental home, and then it's years later, and um, and a bunch of the inmates in like the mental institution like decide to break out, so then they like break out like and like steal a nurse and everything and they, they escape and then there's like kind of hiding in the woods for a long time um just hiding from the police uh and it um that part's pretty boring uh not not a lot happens <laughs> in this movie but uh iron fist is one of the is one of the uh deputies so that's interesting um yeah, it. Uh, I feel like not a lot happens, but at least you see the reason why he wears a mask, which was I think mm. more entertaining than the beginnings because it's like, oh hey, you work in a butch- you work in the uh, the thing here. Use a chainsaw. All right, and he sells it to his face. Why? Uh, I, I must know. have saw. I saw that one. I didn't see Leatherface. Yeah, so I saw beginnings. That's why I was like, I, think, I remember it was like, oh, they're just handing him the things that he's known for. Yeah, that kind of happened. But then at the very end, like after a lot of shit that goes down, they hand it to him and stuff. And because like Leatherface never really talks much at all, like he just screams once in a while and stuff in the other movies. Mm-hmm. So this kind of shows why he doesn't talk, which is kind of neat. Like, so it's I liked it for that aspect. But overall, the movie was OK. Um so I gave Leatherface, whoopsies, I gave Leatherface a five and a half. But it was still, still fun-ish, so I officially watched all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Ta-da! Ta-da! I was it, it worth it? Yeah. Is it right? No, it wasn't. Okay, so the next, yeah, um, the next movie I watched was one that I got recommended to watch back in october but i didn't get around to watching it we watched and it, it was as well. the, the mortuary collection yep yeah because i remember like i don't know i was asking people probably i think in november or something like what was the best movies that came out in 2020 because like there wasn't a lot but someone told me to watch the mortuary collection i'm like okay i saw it as an option when i was trying to figure out which anthology movie to watch mm-hmm. this one came up and then i didn't watch it so um <laughs> yeah so I ended up watching the Mortuary Collection, which, like I said, it's an anthology um, movie. And basically, it's this guy working in a mortuary, and this lady comes in to apply for a job there. And um, while they're doing the interview and stuff, she tries. She's, they were mentioning how each body has a story and stuff like that. So then she asks him to tell a story, and he tells one of the stories about um, this lady who is stealing drugs out of this person's bathroom. 
Yeah. And then the, the creature comes through the mirror and stuff. Yeah, um, that was uh, that, and, that was uncomfortable. And then she, so then after that story, she was disappointed. She's like, no one learned anything from this and blah, 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 blah. So then he tells this other story about this guy who's trying to bang all these chicks on campus. That I um, hated that ending. I hated that. <laughs> I hated it so much. I saw what was going to happen. I knew it was happening. Like, I knew what was going to happen like, as it was happening. Yeah. It's in... But, yeah, the very end of that story is God. a bit much. Damn it. Um, I don't know if I want to tell. I mean, it's a guy who's trying to have sex with people. I don't I don't know if I want to say what happens in it because. There's a, there's a new girl in uh, in school, and he's like, He's like, oh, I, I, I pray on all the freshmen because then I can get them, you know, get like get him in bed and some of that and blah blah blah. And so he invites him to a party and then because he's in a frat and yeah. the object is to get so many like lay so many people. Yeah, sixty-seven, like, which is a weird number. Right. Yeah, I don't know where that number came from. I don't know. I didn't even remember the number. I just knew it was. Whatever. I, I remember it's stuck in my head because I'm like, why is it? Because it's the <laughs> year. I don't know. Yeah, the year the frat started, maybe. Maybe. Um. Oh yeah, because it. Yeah, the description says it was in the nineteen sixties. Okay. That was in the nineteen sixties, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Because a, a lot of the. So the, maybe it was the year. Because a lot of the the clothing and like technology and stuff was like the cars and whatnot were like sixties. Right. Um. Yeah. So then he just like tries to have sex with these like that girl. Um, and things don't go the way they you'd think they would. Right. And then the third story was about this. Uh, nope, that wasn't the third story. The third story was the guy who has his wife and she's like comatose. So he tries. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, give her the pills and then she'll like accidentally overdose and it won't be traced to you. And then like he has to get rid of the body, but then she's like kind of still alive and like is insane. That I felt um, so bad for that one. Yeah. That guy. I yeah. felt bad for him. He had, he didn't deserve this. He was just trying to make her happy. He was um, in pain. Right. And then the fourth movie, uh, the fourth story was about the, the babysitter with the, the serial killer on the loose. Yeah. That was neat. And I didn't know what the fuck was happening. Cause, had, <laughs> cause there's a part like, I must have missed what it was because there's a part where there's like the, like going back and forth, like the silk coats on the loose and stuff. And you saw like the dude running around, mm-hmm. but then the, you saw like, there's a cut where this large man with a mask was like giving a doll to a little girl. I'm like, where the fuck did that come <laughs> from? What was that? What was that? I don't even remember that part. It was like it such a have... small little segment. Right. That's probably why I missed it. Like, I don't know if when I, I was drinking if, my water or something. Yeah, I don't know if like she was telling a story to Logan or what. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Or something. I don't remember exactly, but yeah. That that But one. yeah. It was a pretty entertaining uh anthology. It's nice to have stories like these because each story was very different than the other one, so like you usually find one in it that you do like. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, like the the framing of the girl applying for the job and stuff yeah ties in at the end there um i enjoyed it quite a bit um yeah it was it was a solid it was like a solid well done well made and like anthology movie like where most mm-hmm. of the time I watched it was a, like ever like the last thing i can remember similar to this was like trick-or-treat yeah but where like, it was like there are so mm-hmm. many anthology movies that like they 
one or two might hit well, but like all of these are like really good and it looked cool and Clancy Brown's in it and he's awesome and And each story had the amount of time it needed for the story. So some of them were really short and yeah. some of them were longer. They didn't try to make them all equal lengths, which I'm glad because some of them didn't need to be long. Mm-hmm. Um, like the pill, the first one <laughs> was pretty short. Um, but yeah, I gave the mortuary collection an eight out of 10. I did as well. Nice. Um, the next movie I watched, uh, was, um, it's Christmas time, so I watched Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Which I've never seen. Which, yeah, I was tempted to, like, do I even cover this at all? Because I watched it, like, Cinema Titanic and Mystery Science Theater 2000, and then like, I and watched... And then you watched the real one. I, like, yeah, I watched it without the people talking and stuff. But I feel like I gave it a good score because I have good memories with it. Because yeah. we did a radio play a couple years ago, and... Like, so I read that thing so many times at this point. Like, it's not boring at all. <coughs> you feel um, like you're a part of it. Yeah. So the idea of the movie is um, uh, that the kids on, on Mars like are watching the Earth programs. And, like, we love Santa Claus. We love Christmas. But they're like, they're like well, we, we don't. Like, they're sad because they want Christmas to happen. So the Martians go down and conquer Santa Claus. But then, like, at the same time, they kidnap they actually leave with these two small children and they, they fly off to Mars. And of course, one of the Martians is like, fuck Santa Claus. Like he doesn't say that. Cause it's like a PG movie, <laughs> but he's like, you know, it's fuck Santa Claus. Like kids, we're a warrior planet and stuff. We don't need kids worrying about Santa and all this other stuff. Um, but so then they try to kidnap Santa Claus and this and this. And eventually at the end, Santa Claus prevails because it's, That'd be an awful movie if Santa died or something. Um, it's like I said, it's it's it might even be G rated because it's so like like it's so slapsticky, but like in a dumb slapsticky thing. And the Santa Claus is mm-hmm. tells awful jokes, and it just it's not a great movie. But I like it because just because it's so stupid. Um, so I I give Santa Claus Conquers the Martians a six. <laughs> so i watched um a disney plus movie called godmothered okay um it goes off of, i mean it's goes off of the cinderella story where she has the fairy godmother um so it, i was gonna say didn't you watch this last month no, no you talked to me about it already never mind yeah sorry um it sounds familiar <laughs> no we watched it i watched it in december yeah um and it takes, I mean, it's kind of a Christmas movie because it takes place around Christmas. Um, but it goes off of the Cinderella thing with the fairy godmother. Um, there's apparently a realm where all the godmothers are going through training to become the fairy godmothers. And the school, they're, they're going through training and there's a new girl who's really excited to do this and then finds out that they're going to be closing up the school. So there won't be any more fairy godmothers. So she's like, what? Like, well, we haven't, people haven't asked for a fairy godmother in forever. So it's kind of pointless and we don't need them anymore. So she goes into the archives to try to find a girl who needs help to prove that they're still needed and stuff. So she finds this letter from this little girl who wants a better life and all this. So she's like, I'm going to go to the real world and, 
help this girl. But of course she gets there and she's an adult. Okay. And she, uh, yeah, she had, she's a single mother with two kids and all this. And she's like, you said you wanted to find true love and be married. You know, she's like, I already was married once and, and it didn't go so well and blah, 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 blah. So then like, it's just a, a comedy movie of this lady who's trying to be a fairy godmother, but she's not very good at it. Um, and helping somebody who's not young. So, uh, I don't know. It had its moments. Some of it was, I mean, it's Disney. So I guess yeah. it like the over the top characters are, were annoying. Um, <laughs> like the news director guy, I was so annoyed with him, but I think that was the point. But anyway, um, I gave fairy godmother, or it's not fairy god. It's just called godmothered. Like it's a past tense verb, uh, a six and a half. Okay. Um, because it's because it's Christmas, not Christmas. Uh, uh, because it's. Dis- oh, you it was know dis- you can get through. It was uh, because of December. I decided to finally w- sit down and watch the Michael Bay classic Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I never watched that one. What I own it. A way to just remember all the people that died by watching D-Day? explosions. Yeah. What? Didn't that happen in December? Yeah, December 9th, I think. Yeah, I think I, I think I did watch it on actual Pearl Harbor Day. It was oh, our no. friend Lori's birthday. Um, well, I watched it, and I got mad because I'm like, this movie is so long. And then it was like, it should be wrapping up soon. And then it says, please insert disc two. And I was like, oh, no. Are you kidding? It's a three-hour long. Did it fit on disc? No, it's a three-hour long movie. Three hours and three minutes. And you didn't watch the second disc? I did. I did. (laughs) Um, That's why it's a two-disc. So uh, this almost felt like... it, It almost felt like a Disney movie because of how... I'm pretty like, sure it's a Breckenheimer movie. No, uh, Michael Bay directed it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was written by Randall Wallace, who did movies like Braveheart and We Are Soldiers and Secretariat and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but no, like, yeah, it's Jerry Breckheimer produced it. Oh, produced it. I never, yeah. I never trust when they, people say they produce it because it's they just get the money. Yeah. But it's definitely a blockbuster type movie because it had so much like the rom- like the comedy and the romance and the action. I just remember when the movie came out, everyone getting mad on how inaccurate it was. Yeah. Um, so the, the gist of the plot is that there's these two guys that grew up together, uh, played by Matt, Aff- Matt, Matt Affleck, Ben Affleck, and Josh Hartnett, and they're like best friends. And then, but they both want to be pilots, and then Ben Affleck flies off to Europe. Uh, to work in the army there, um, and then his his, but then like the nurses that are in you know like get, setting up all the army guys, the nurses uh, he falls in love with Ben Affleck falls in love with uh, Kate Beckinsale's character, but then when he goes off to Europe he gets shot down, and his plane goes down in the ocean and then Josh Hart is like oh I'm so sad and Kate Beckinsale's like I'm so sad too, and then they you know have sex and stuff. And then it turns out that Ben Affleck was alive the whole time. And he comes back. He's like, oh, you had sex with my lady. He's like, we thought you were dead. He's like, I don't care. I'm angry. And then the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor. And then it's about uh, an hour and a half of just shooting things. They're trying to go off of the Titanic 
yeah. uh, type crowd. Oh, I do not doubt that. Um, but it's basically just a really long romance movie. With the Pearl Harbor stuff at the end. <laughs> well, it's like, I think, like, basically the, the end, the second half of the movie. Um, this is, let's just put it this way. I think our our mom would love this movie. Um, Probably. Like, I'm just going to, I might just give it to her and say, you watch this. Watch it and like it. And you take it away from me. I don't want it anymore. Well... I'm not a Ben Affleck fan. I'm not a Michael Bay fan. And I'm not Josh a, Hartnett. And I'm not a fan. Josh Hartnett's okay, but I don't think he knows how to act. Uh, <laughs> he always seems surprised that he's in a movie. <laughs> also, like, at peace that he's in a movie. <laughs> like, just like, yeah, I'm here. He was the one that was in that night movie, right? No, that was a... Uh, um, I know Heath Joker. Ledger was in it. Oh, okay. I don't know. I never but, saw it. Oh, I thought they were both in it. Josh Hartnett, I know he was in Sin City, and he did as well in this movie as he did in Pearl Harbor and Sin City. I don't know. Um, But I gave Pearl Harbor a five. Yeah. So, yeah, the next movie I watched, being Christmas and all, I watched The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. Oh, is it the Disney, like, live action, like the Alice in Wonderland, but they made it the Nutcracker movie? Yeah, it's like Nutcracker meets Alice in Wonderland. Um, Yeah, so basically there's this family. It's the dad and the two kids, the son and the daughter. And you follow the daughter, and they lost their mother. And the daughter misses her mom so much, and she's mad at her dad because her dad doesn't seem to care that mom's not there and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, it's Christmas time, and they play play the, the string game. That we used to do. Oh, yeah. Which must be a Dutch thing, I think. Might be. I don't know. Um, so she's following the string. No, wait. Like, okay. So, like, sorry. Backwards back, back a bit. Um, for Christmas, they each get, like, a gift. And the dad's like, your mom wanted you to have this. Uh, so here's here's a gift for you. And the kid got little tin soldiers. And he's like, this is awesome. And he's like playing with the tin soldiers. And then she gets this. Molly, just turn the Xbox on. (laughs) Um, But uh, the daughter gets this little egg shaped thing. This little mechanical thing. And there's a keyhole in it. And she's like, how do I open it? It's it doesn't have a key. I need a key. Um and I guess the, there's like uh, Morgan Freeman is like a guy who works on mechanical things. He's Drosselmeyer. How do you not know that name? Right. So she always goes with him and they figure out like little little puzzles, you know, like the with the pieces that, you know, open up the hidden box type yeah, yeah. puzzle things. Um, and she goes to him to say, hey, my mom left me this do you have the key? And he's like, no. And obviously it's the kind of lock that you, it's almost impossible to, to pick. So you can't pick it open. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so she's all sad that she's got this box and the note said, everything you'll ever need is inside. So she's like, I need this key. So while they're doing that little string game, she follows the string 
and it leads to this tree where the key is hanging. So she goes to get it, but then this mouse grabs the key and runs off. So then she chases after the mouse, and this is where, like, the Alice in Wonderland thing starts, because then she ends up in this area that's the four realms, um, and it's, like, I'm trying to remember. One of them's ice or snow. One of them is, like, um, candied stuff, so, like, the sugar plum stuff. And then I can't remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter. There's four realms. And there's a war between them. I'm, I'm and... looking at the cover of the movie, and one looks like, yeah, there's there's snow, and then the other one's like, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like flower petals in a windmill, but it shows like Morgan Freeman with an eye patch. <laughs> and then the other the other realm, it looks like a uh, real Perlman. I don't think it is. I think it's Helen Mirren, but she's all cracked, cracked, cracked faced. Yeah. And then the on the bottom is like it shows candy and stuff. So that's that's probably the sweets. Yeah, it looks like cl- the top one looks like clowns or dolls or something. That's creepy. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, there's like an owl and shit. And... Yeah, because basically the one that like Helen Mirren. Um, yeah, it's like all like yeah, the clowns and stuff are really creepy. Um, it's a, it's the, this is over the three realms, land of snowflakes, land of flowers and land of sweets. Right. Against oh, the fourth the realm, fourth which is mother, the tyrant home to the yeah. tyrant. Okay. Right. And then, uh, Kira Knightley is in the middle of the poster. She's the sugar plum fairy. Um, oh, yeah. so she's, so the little girl is trying to find the key to open up this little egg contraption thing. And get stuck in the middle of this war between the four realms. And, uh, yeah, it's it was okay. Um, I don't, like, Carrie was watching it and she's like, oh, it's an interesting retelling of the, of the Nutcracker, which I've never seen the original Nutcracker. No. So they just, like, she's like, oh, I guess I never thought of it as four realms because they did, like, go to different areas. Like, one was toys and whatever. Um, but it was... It was interesting. It was definitely Disney trying to be like, oh, we're going to have a movie that everyone wants to go to the theaters in Christmas, in December to go see kind mm. of thing. And I remember I was going to see it when the movie pass thing was happening. And then I was like, nope, I'm not going to see it then if I have to pay money. Um, so then I was like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. So we watched it in December because Carrie likes watching Christmas movies. Um, I gave Nutcracker in the Four Realms a six and a half. All right. Um, the next movie I watched was, uh, I had to watch another Christmas movie because I already only watched two. So I watched Scrooged. Which I've never seen. That's why I wanted to borrow it from you. Same. I remember when I was a kid and it was on HBO or whatever, and I would see like little bits and pieces, but I always saw like right near the end. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see, uh, the movie, um, and everyone says how great it is. Along with, uh, Toy Story. This it's month, overrated. This month I realized that <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan of Bill Murray. Like, well, I love Groundhog Day. <clears throat> Groundhog Day is fun, and I and love Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. But I hate how he's that character in every single movie. I feel like they go, right. we want Bill Murray. So that's why you haven't watched uh, Dead Don't Die yet, huh? Kind of, because I'm like, it's just going to be Bill Murray like going, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. You hired no, me to he's, be Bill Murray. He... His character in Dead Don't Die seems more like um, 
oh shit, who the hell is that director? Um, the Royal Tenenbaums guy. Um, he was in that. Was right, he? but what was the director's oh, name? Oh, um, W.S. No. I want to say w, something Anderson, Wes Anderson. Anderson, Wes Anderson. Okay, his character felt more like a Wes Anderson character. Yeah. In um, the Dead Don't Die than a Bill Murray character. Okay. Because you got to me, you got two Bill Murrays. You got the Wes Anderson Bill Murray, and then the Bill Murray Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know. He seemed more of a Wes Anderson Bill Murray. Okay. Because he was more low key and he wasn't like over the top. Well, like this... he was like. He had the dry humor, so he kind of played the straight man. Yeah. Um, so when Bill Murray plays the straight man, it's a very different role than him being the whatever the other one's called, the wacky man. <laughs> well, this movie very much felt like he was playing uh, his other roles. Um, this movie is, is just a retelling of... Uh, Charles Dickens. Of, yeah, the Charles Dickens story, but it's like instead of you know, Scrooge, he's Christmas he's like, Carol. That's he's the head of um, he's the head of like this channel, this like TV channel, and they're doing like a live uh, Christmas Carol like video on TV, like where they have um, like actual you know actors and stuff acting it out and whatnot and stuff. But then um, because he's such a piece of shit. Uh, to everyone, he, he, uh, like, he runs into, like, one of his, like, his old flames, and she's, like, and he, like, kind of reminisces with her a little bit, but then he's just a piece of garbage, and he keeps, like, he sees ghosts, and he's freaking out because he sees them and no one else does, so then everyone's like, what are you freaking out about? It's like, oh, the, that guy's on fire. No one's on fire, <laughs> and, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, it's it's kind of funny because there's a part in the movie where, um, because he's full of himself and he's rich and stuff, he's like, oh, uh, going through a list of people, like, what should I get him for Christmas? Like, give him a towel. All right, the president of this company, a towel. This one, bathrobe. This one, ooh, a VCR. All of a sudden, he's like, for your brother, a uh, towel. And then it's like, but the funny thing is when it cuts to, like, his brothers um, at home for Christmas... I'm pretty sure I don't know how many brothers Bill Murray has, but I'm pretty oh. sure they're his brothers. Like in Bill, real life, yeah, Bill Murray's actual real brothers. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, so that was kind of neat. Um, but I mean, it was just basically a retelling of it was a very '80s movie because <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait uh, mm-hmm. was in it, and every time he was on camera, he was just getting his like. He was just getting bad luck thrown at him, and it was funny. Um, but yeah, there is someone, there is a John Murray that's in the movie, so that must be like his brother. Uh, and then there's also um, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was on like Dharma and Greg, and um, whose line is and he was on Mad Men. I can't remember him, Murray, Joel Murray. Yeah, but um, I don't know it was okay. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Bill Murray, but the movie was all right. Uh, I gave it Scrooge a six and a half. I don't know if you watched this one during the podcast or not, but after watching Nutcracker in the Four Realms, it was like, she, Carrie's like, who is that? I'm like, that's Kira Knightley. 
what is she in? I was like, the Pirates movie? Pirates of the Caribbean? And then I was like, Love Actually? She's like, I've never seen that movie. I'm like, well, we're going to watch it. So yeah. we watched Love Actually. Um, did you watch that in the podcast? I did. I think I watched it last year because Kristen showed it to me. Oh, okay. that's like one of her favorite um, movies. So, yeah, if you want to hear about the movie, you I gotta, can listen I gotta to that one. It. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. There's a lot of storylines going on. Yeah. This is much like an anthology movie. Some of the storylines you don't care about, some of them you do. So, like, I feel it's one of those movies that someone can at least find one storyline in it that they like mm-hmm. and they follow. Um, a lot of famous uh, British actors are in it. Uh, Hugh Grant and Alan Rickman. Yeah. Oh, my God, I totally forgot. Um, are in it and, like, uh, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Where uh, he's like wrapping that gift. And just like that scene took forever. I was like, what kind of place wraps a gift like this? Because <laughs> he's like putting all the fig and like the the needles and all that shit in there. And just like yeah. throwing stuff in the bag. Like what is happening? Um, But yeah, I've seen this one before. I got to see it again. Because Carrie saw it for the first time. I enjoyed it. There was a bunch I didn't remember at all about it. Um, Martin Freeman, like that whole storyline. Yeah. I was like, oh, this must be cut out of the TV version because it's just basically he's a stand-in on this movie where these two actors are having sex. So it's just like just naked the whole time pretending to have sex. Kiri's like, why does he keep bobbing his head like that? Because <laughs> he's just standing there and he just bobs his head like while he's thrusting. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed the movie a lot. Uh, I gave Love Actually an eight, an eight. Gave it an eight, and Scott's still looking up uh, when he watched it. I just had it. Can't do a search or find. Yeah, I I redid my list and I screwed it up. I okay. I gave it a five and a half. Oh jeez, you didn't like it. One, two, three, four. I saw it in April of two thousand. And I was really sick, so I was trying to find the song that Bill Nye sings, that Christmas is everywhere. 2019. April <laughs> and 2019. I couldn't, and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find his Christmas. I wanted a full-length version of that song. Christmas is everywhere. <laughs> Just trying to add an extra syllable in the lines. Um, yeah, so I gave it an 8. All right. Um, I think you watched this already. I watched Halloween 2, but the Rob Zombie version. Yeah, two thousand something. Did watch that one. Halloween that was when we were watching Halloween movies, and you didn't know you had the wrong one. <laughs> I was like, "This is they." Yeah, this one's very recent. Um, I watched it in October twenty sixteen. Okay, so yeah, um, I people liked the first one a lot, and they hated the second one. But I thought the second one was pretty fun. I liked the second one more than the first one. Yeah, a lot. It, I mean, I hate. I can't remember the character's name, but the doctor, mm-hmm. I hated, um, can't remember the, the character's name either, the, or the actor's name. The, in the remake? Yeah. But he's, I can see his face, and I know he's been in, like, he's in Clockwork Orange and all that stuff. Um, wow. I can't even think of his name. Uh, I'm finding Malcolm, it. Malcolm McDowell. 
There we um, go. I hated Dr. Loomis in like the Malcolm McDowell versions because he's just like, I'm trying to make money and I this, 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 but like the other one he's like trying to actually help Michael. But mm-hmm. I did like what they did with this his story and whatnot and um I love that uh, Brad Dourif is in it, and then also like because he was on Deadwood, and then uh, the corner uh, is a guy also is from Deadwood, so mm-hmm. that, that seemed fun. But um, but yeah, that girl from uh, that girl from the Hatchet movies is in this one, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Margaret Kidder. Yeah, um, but no, I I I enjoyed this movie because IMDb gave it a four point oh four point nine. Yeah, this is Halloween two from two thousand nine. Yeah, because there's so many Halloween movies. I don't. I, I back then I gave it an eight. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah, the, the IMDb gave it a four point nine and a six point one for the the first one. But yeah, I didn't I, watch the first one during the podcast, so uh, I don't think I did either. But I mean, I watched the. Uh... I watched two Halloweens, the but that was the seventy eight then two thousand eighteen version. <laughs> So this but, in the middle. No, Halloween two was fun. I gave it a seven. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, okay, only, go ahead. I was say I only have a few movies left, and you watched two of them. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the yeah next movie I watched was Wonder Woman eighty four nineteen eighty four. Um, so to get ready for this because they released it on Christmas on HBO Max. I rewatched the first one because I haven't seen it since it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still holds up. It's still a really, really good movie. But I think it hurt because then I watched the second the, the second one after it. It just made it realize how much the first one was better. Because um, I watched the original Wonder Woman June of 2017. Yeah. And I gave it a nine. So I gave that one a nine then. Um, this movie takes place many years later um, in 1984. So after the events of the first movie, um, I mean, I guess people know that Trevor, I don't remember his name. Stephen Trevor. Stephen Trevor. uh, Stephen Trevor dies at the end of the first Wonder Woman movie. And she, in this movie, she's still pining over him and sad that (laughs) she she lost him. (laughs) Chris pining over him. Yeah, Chris Um, pining. So I said Chris Pining. Yeah, Chris Pining. Um, Chris Pining. (laughs) Hambled eggs. Hambled eggs and cheese. So this movie, she is working at the Smithsonian and comes across this artifact that they're trying to figure out what it is and what it does. And uh, Cheetah, I don't know the name. Minerva. 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 Dr. Verna, I don't know. Minerva. Um, yeah, so with she's working with her on this thing, and then there's this guy, Max Lord, who's obsessed with power, and he's trying to be, like, super rich, and he owns, like, all these oil fields that are running up empty, so he's trying to... Yeah. Um, and then, like, yeah, Dr. Minerva is trying to... She's jealous of Diana's popularity so she's trying to be like her and this movie there's i had my hopes up on this because i liked the first one a lot this one i it it wasn't like the worst movie but it wasn't great um i don't know none of 
I don't know how to explain it. I've talked to this movie. I talked about this movie with so many people. Yeah, same. And I was talking with them, uh, and they saw the movie, obviously. So I obviously talk spoilers, but I don't want to talk spoilers on this. No. But it was like Wonder Woman's character was still hung up on a guy from forty plus years. Sixty. I know. I don't know if it's World War One or Two. People are debating me on which war I, it was for I the first remember. movie. Um, so it was sixty if it was World War One. Yeah, 40, 40 plus is safe. Forty if it was World War Two. Um, so she's been like thinking about like she hasn't moved on at all. This whole movie was her being in love, and my whole thing with Wonder Woman is she's supposed to be like the strongest woman, and she is in the rut of trying to be in love. Like, I don't know. It just felt like the opposite of Wonder Woman would be. Yeah. As a character. Um, not to... And then the plot, I had issues with the end of the movie, which I'm not going to talk about on the podcast. Um, but there were so many non-believable things in this movie. Um, a bunch of the scenes were fun, but felt disjointed from the rest of the movie like the mall scene Ugh, i enjoyed I but it felt it. felt completely different than the rest of the movie like this was a like the mall scene was a very campy comic booky like scene that you would have saw like in the 80s yeah <laughs> of like stopping a theft and stuff and i was like this is wonder woman doing her thing and you know it was awesome but that was the only time you saw her like that the entire movie. Like, yeah. Someone like, to look up to and be proud of and all this like, oh, this is, you know, the heroic Wonder Woman. Like, this is her on a pedestal. Like, this is her at her best. And then it's like the rest of the movie, like, why? That had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. I felt like, like the movie, her character. I felt like the movie had, like, I know Patty Jenkins directed the whole thing. But it felt like four different people worked on it and said, "This I want to keep my part in. Because, like, the part at the very beginning where her is a young girl, and then right. she, like, like, oh, she learned a lesson. And I'm like, I it don't It was remember. a fun scene, but it had nothing to do yeah, with the rest of the movie. I don't think that lesson was, like, brought back up again. Because um, it was all about truth and being truthful. Yeah. That not, was the not, whole lesson of that first part. And then I was like, okay, that's going to come back. And then it had nothing to do with the end of the movie. No. Like, truth wasn't about it it was about i don't know love i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't yeah i don't know what lesson you learned forgiveness i don't know um yeah the, the more the more selfishness yeah the more the time passes the more bullshit like the more the time passes in our real world the more bullshit that ending is right um but yeah the the, the, the <laughs> i was i said this i'm like Scrooge took three ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's one person. And that was one person. Uh, but the... The whole world? No. The 80s version... The whole version, world is selfish. Like them, them... But it was the 80s, so maybe people were less selfish in the 80s and more believable. I don't know. I don't know. It, the I mean, fact that it was in 80s, aside from the Cold War stuff, it had nothing to do with 1984. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, like... I was what? talking about this at work, and I'm like, it was in the 80s. He's like, oh, 80s had the best music. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't in this movie. Yeah, it it didn't feel like they needed to 
and the, the posters and the advertisements and stuff were more eighties than the movie was. Right. Like even the golden outfit didn't seem eighties. And the thing is, like the golden outfit, the golden armor, she was leaning against the wall, and you saw that it was foam. And that, that took me out of the movie so much. Like she's like when she's like leaning against the wall, you saw like the you see the shoulder plate was like pushed up into her arm. I'm like, no, they can't. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I gave it a benefit of the doubt. I tried to like as I'm watching it, I was trying to defend it, even I, though I didn't hate it. Right. I, I don't want to give it as. Well, much... I went in. I went in knowing people disliked it. Yeah. So I'm like. People are dumb. People dislike good things. So I went in like, this is going to be a good movie. I'm going to, I'm going to defend it. And like, as it was going, I'm like, but then like after finishing it, I just kept thinking back to it. I'm like, Oh my God, it's worse than I remember. Like Like, (laughs) as time passes, like the more I'm disliking it. So like, I feel like my rating should slowly be dropping as well. (laughs) Yeah. The, the the thing is that irritates me a little bit. I understand it's like, it, it kind of like, um, mirrors like you know the 80s and comic books from like years ago and stuff but mm-hmm. the fact that comics aren't just for kids anymore but the plot was right. something straight out of He-Man mm-hmm. like that irritated me I don't know but and I didn't realize that Max Lord is an actual character yeah. in the books and he's nothing like that yeah I was like, oh, that's... So I gave 1984, Wonder Woman 1984, I gave it a six and a half. I gave it a five. Like I said, the more... Since I've watched it, I feel like that numbers probably should be dropping, but I'm just going to keep it because yeah. maybe time will pass and then I'll rewatch it and go, it's not as bad as I remember, but mm-hmm. I probably won't rewatch it. Eh, unless it's right before the third one comes out because it already got picked up for the third one. Yeah. Uh, the next movie I watched was um, A Christmas Story because Kristen never saw A Christmas Story. See, I was, like, was going to watch it. We just never got around to it. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, I watched it a lot as a kid and she never saw it before. So that nostalgic, you know, feeling yeah. of it, you know. But um, Christmas Story, if you've never seen it, it's about a boy, uh, Ralphie. Wants a red Rider BB gun. Who, yeah, he wants a Red Rider BB gun. And basically, the movie goes through his like daily life uh, around Christmas time of like him trying to like find ways to try to hint at um, him wanting for so this, so this, you know gets for Christmas and stuff. But like he deals with, like bullies in school and like also deals with like just mayhem that him and his friends like you know the sticking the uh, tongue to the frozen pole and stuff of that like just. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I feel like this thing's been done to death. Like, I don't... I, if anyone's never seen it, it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's so it's like a kid waiting for Christmas to start and all the crazy things that happens around him and his family and stuff. And Very very quotable, very fun movie. It's mm-hmm. funny because I remember as a kid, when they had that lamp, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. But then as an adult, I'm like, that is kind of a cool lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Like, a leg lamp, like the because I'm like because it's like a skirt. Yeah, lamp. I never grasped that before. I'm like, oh, it's a skirt with the tassels. I'm like, okay, that's that's actually pretty cool. But um, yeah, also I don't kind of creepy. I feel like there's because not... it's a foot, oh, just a leg. I know, but there's a foot on like it's just standing on a foot. Yeah, 
That's what legs stand on. I know. But, um, but I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say with this movie. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. Uh, I gave it, a, I gave it Christmas story a seven and a half. I like it. One of my more favorite movie. Christmas movies. Yeah. The next movie I watched was Disney's Pixar's The Soul. Not The Soul, just Soul. Just The Soul. The Soul. The Hidden Soul. Um, which was funny. I watched the entire movie, and it wasn't until it was done that I realized the lead actor was Jamie Foxx. <laughs> I was like, hmm, that means he's good, because I didn't go, this is Jamie Foxx. It was that character. Um, where Tina Fey. Where Tina Fey, I was like, oh, that's Tina Fey. Yeah. Like. It sounds exactly like Tina Fey, and but whatever. So, the premise of this movie is that this main, the main guy, he uh, is a music teacher at school in in a middle school, but he wants to be a good jazz player. Mm-hmm. Like he plays the piano. Um, and his entire life, he's been trying and trying to get to make it big. Um, but to pay the bills he is like a substitute teacher uh teaching band um and at the beginning of the movie they offer him a full-time gig and his mom's like you should take it because you need money and you're never gonna make it as a big you know soul music jazz guy um i just got that like yeah and he's all sad but then he gets an audition with like this um really famous singer so he auditions with her and he's playing it and she's like, you're good. Uh, be here for the show on whatever date and stuff. And then he gets all excited because he's getting his big break and then he dies. <laughs> so then he goes into the afterlife and um, he's trying to find a way to get back. And he stumbles across this area where um, new souls are being made. And they have to pass all these tests and stuff. They have to get the little badges. And then once they do, they can go to Earth. So he becomes a mentor for 22, which is Tina Fey's character. And his plan is that he's going to help her um, get the badge. So then once she gets her badges, he can just take it and get back to Earth. <laughs> so he can get it, do his gig and stuff. That's all um, selfish. Yep. But they... Uh, I'm trying to remember... They find like this pirate guy who uh, found out a, a cheat to get back to Earth. You just find a, a layer where the, the space between realms is thin and then you can get back. So he goes to get go back to his body. But when he does that, 22 comes with. Mm-hmm. And she goes into his body and then he goes into the body of a cat. And... The entire time they're trying, okay, they're like, okay, we now we gotta get back so I can get back to my body and I'm not just stuck in a cat. And then the, 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 the movie goes on. But um, <laughs> the whole, like, and then 22, she is one of those souls that was like, doesn't want to go to Earth because she doesn't want to, she doesn't see the point of life and all this stuff. And as she's in his body, she realizes life is worth living and all this stuff. So it's, it was a cute movie. Um, I mean, it's not like the best Pixar movie, but I didn't think it was the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending of the movie felt pretty rushed, and I felt like I still had a bunch of questions by the end of the movie. <laughs> but other than that, I thought it was good. I liked it better than Onward, 
the okay. one that came out earlier this year. D and D one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like this one better. I gave Soul an eight. Okay. You didn't give it a twenty two. Why is she called twenty two or is that like a spoiler? Um, no, they just have like every new soul just has a number. Oh. It's like her serial number. And I think they used a low number to show that she's been there for a long time because she's never got her um, badge. Oh. Because she doesn't want to. Because then they have other people are like, oh, it's 36612 and stuff. And then okay. she, I think she's just a lower number. So you're like, oh, because she's had many mentors throughout the years. Like some of the biggest names you can think of, like Freud and um, Socrates and all this stuff, like all these people trying to influence her and find her spark is basically what she's trying to find is her spark. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the thing that makes you want to go on. Um, and yeah, this is so a good place is, reference. Yeah. Kind of except the, to go on is to earth. Um, Oh, <laughs> to the next portion. But, um, yeah, I didn't know much about this movie. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that the main character would be in a cat for most of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought it was mostly like his other worlds and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was Soul. I only have the preview movie left. Uh, same. Oh, okay. That's my so last So it's his one. house. His house. His house. Uh, so um, last time Jason picked a movie called His House. Right. And the poster was like a ghost thing going into or pointing whatever, but this is what we thought it was about. So, yeah, I think it has something to do with a guy moves into a house and it's, uh, it possesses him and he kind of figures out like the house has a giant secret that he is like slowly revealing by remembering what the house is remembering yeah, I was way wrong. Um, <laughs> this is another one of those movies I want to talk to you about after because I feel like I have a theory on what happened, mm-hmm. but I don't know how right I am. So, See, um, and the bad part is like this is like one of the first movies I watched in December, okay. so I don't remember much of it. Um, okay, because there were the refugees. Yeah, from Sudan. Uh, yeah, so they're. I'm guessing it's like London or England or something like that. Yeah, they were somewhere in like the the yeah in some sort UK. of British ish. Um, so they're refugees, and then they they're put up in this this house, and he's like, "This is where you guys live now," and while in that house, he keeps getting like he keeps seeing things, and things are acting weird, and there's like kind of like memories or hauntings from his past um, that are happening and he's freaking out and then his wife I'm guessing it's his wife um, is trying to adapt to the surroundings because she's getting lost trying to find the church and all this stuff Um, and she thinks he's kind of going crazy and overreacting um, and he's like, this place is haunted. Um, that's kind of the premise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
if I remember right. Yeah, I I liked it because it they wanted to get like unlike most horror movies, they had a reason. They're like, we want to get out of this house, mm-hmm. but they had a good reason as to why they couldn't. They had numerous right. good reasons why they couldn't. Right. Because they're they're like they're as refugees, so like like you can only get this much money per per week. You have to live here. Um, you can't go looking for other jobs while you're here, and this and this and this. So like, he goes in there and is like, I want to move, and they like, well, it, what's wrong with it? It's like, oh, there's rats, and they go to the house like, this is you fucked it up. Like you pulled the, the there's yeah, holes in the, wall. the wall apart. You pulled the yeah. yeah the wallpaper down and stuff. And he's like, and it's Matt Smith. So like, I just keep seeing as Doctor Who. Yes. Um, but he's like, yeah, it, this, you know, it's like they, so they literally can't find a different place because otherwise they'll get kicked out of, out of the country. Out of the country, um, yeah. But, like, I loved, I, I don't know, I, there was so much about the movie that I liked so much. Like, mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't just a generic, hey, we're in a haunted house. Like, there was so much more to the hauntings. And there's so much, like, like, the two characters you realize that they don't know each other as well as I thought they did. And I didn't mm-hmm. think that, you know, the, the way the movie went, I'm like, well, this is how it's going to end. And I went, oh, shit. I did not see that last part coming at all. <laughs> and I was like, uh, it it was like, man, I, I don't know. I, I really liked it. Um, but... I could. I know you. you when I said uh, I liked it, and you're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, Jason didn't. I wasn't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I didn't read as much into it, and I was just watching it and going, I don't know. It, to me, it, it didn't catch my interest. I was like, there were parts that were interesting, but I felt like it kind of dragged on, and they weren't getting to. I don't know. They. It felt like they weren't getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm very in the minority because there's a lot of people saying this is one of the best movies of 2020. Um, and I'm like, eh, it was good, but it wasn't. Yeah. No, I, I can uh, see, I can see a lot of people not liking it because yeah. it like, there was just something about the way it was shot and the way it felt like it had just had that, that good, that good horror feeling to me. Like it just felt mm-hmm. like good, you know, it felt good. And, but then I also liked a lot of the, the revel like the reveals that happened like near the mm-hmm. end i'm like oh shit like that fuck and then i'm like no he deserves this or she deserves this or whatever and stuff i'm like they don't deserve that and you know it was like it was me wrestling with what they did in the past and i went mm-hmm. okay that's why like yeah they're i'm like it's kind of cool because it's like it's it's a horror movie but it's also like it's a big psychological movie of them like starting the new lives and going, do we deserve this new life that we are creating? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, because of the, the things they did to get there. And it just, it, it like, it was a lot more of a, uh, spiritual, um, like ethical thing as opposed to mm-hmm. like, just straight up like, Oh, it's spooky ghosts. I don't know. It was like, it was like they, they were like, they were it's haunting. like they're past haunting them. Yeah. It was like literally like they're, yeah, they were, and and like and it, everything looked cool too, like the 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 thing that was in the in the walls and like that mm-hmm. dreamers like floating in the in the water and all the six skeletons come up and stuff like that. It looked so cool. I enjoyed it. 
I gave his house a six. Oh, I gave it a three. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I gave I gave it an eight. So so it wasn't. I mean, I I didn't give it that high of a score, but yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Okay. So next month, yeah, what are the, we watching? The next month, um, I'm gonna try to uh, message you these while I'm talking so that it can go fast. So hopefully, it comes by the time you um. Whoopsies. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to uh, the best movie I watched this month was Bone Tomahawk mm-hmm. with an eight and a half. Uh, the, the best movie ever tie uh, Bone Tomahawk and also His House and Mortuary Collection with an eight. And then the worst movie I watched was Zombie with a six. The worst movie I saw was a, another three-way tie of You're Never Really Here, Pumpkinhead, Ashes to Ashes, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4 Next Generation with a 4. <laughs> Yours is like 8.5 to 6. Like That was a pretty, that was a pretty decent was a, month. Yeah, it was a decent month. That's what I was saying. Like It was a it was a good month. Yeah. Well, watched th- fewer movies than last month, but they were... Oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, did you get the text? <laughs> I, I sent the cover and then also actually a movie poster and then uh, uh, where where yeah, it's playing. It's not... So it's on Prime and Netflix and Tubi. Yeah, I see that's Netflix and Prime. Uh, so I was at the, I was at the um, pre-played, uh, the pre pre-used used used movie de- movie and video game store. I can't talk. Sounds like a good crew. Yeah, um, I liked but, your next a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Temple. Uh, and this is from the writer of Your Next and Blair Witch, and the executive producer of the Ring trilogy. Which producers? That just means they toss money. I don't, that's why I never trust right. one of those producer of. But I liked Blair Witch, even though a lot of people didn't. That's the new one. Yeah, that's the new one. And Your Next which is good. I saw the scores on IMDb, and it looks pretty low. Yeah. But I saw this movie there, and because um, I like the VHS movies, and I I know they did a spinoff of one of the stories and I thought it was this but it's not it's a movie called Siren <laughs> not Temple um, okay so I bought it because it was like two bucks or whatever so I'm like well whatever um, but so I'm like well screw it I don't know anything about it I just saw I just saw it thinking that it was a <laughs> the VHS movie and I saw it about the writer of Your Next and Blair Witch I'm like eh, give it a shot but the cover shows it's like a uh, sort it's of like a, split in half. There's yeah, it's like, like a, a top half and a bottom half. A yellowish and blackish cover, and you see three people standing like in front of like some sort of looks almost like temple. a Japanese temple, sort of. Mm-hmm. And the bottom half, you see the bottom half of a face it looks like a child's face with a bunch with of angry teeth. teeth. Kind of like uh, Nosferatu or yeah. uh, Salem's Lot, so yeah. like a vampire type kid. Yeah, I'm guessing. I have a feeling this is gonna be a very generic movie. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's... to me, I'm getting well. I'm comparing it to two movies that were actually decent, but I'm getting uh, mixed feelings of Runes. Yep. Meets um, what was that? As above, above, so below. Yep. As above, so below. Yeah. That's what I'm get getting. That's the vibe I get off of this cover. Yeah. I yeah, I'm guessing uh the movie is three people that are just basically exploring abandoned temples and then mm-hmm. they find something below uh like some sort of 
uh, they let some kind of evil out. Yeah, it, it it almost reminds me a little bit too of um the descent. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the descent. Okay, I heard it's good though. It I didn't care for it when I watched it, but I think I'd probably appreciate it a little better now. I just I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> So I don't know how much I would handle that movie. I remember As Above, So Below being a little more claustrophobic. Uh, yeah, that one was pretty claustrophobic too. Because I mean, I the, do. I do remember having some claustrophobia while that was happening. But because wasn't Descent underwater too? It part. It was in caves. Yeah. So like, not just claustrophobia, but water. I don't remember like. Teristas. I haven't seen Descent. I'm just yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Teristas gave me more claustrophobia yeah. than I remember uh, Descent because <laughs> yeah. they were underwater and like and those little air pockets. They had to find the pockets of air. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, that scene in Teristas made me think of Descent, which I haven't seen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's probably streaming on something. I think it is. It's probably on something. I think but... they made a sequel too, which I don't Did know they? if that's true mm. or not. But, but yeah, that was uh, yeah. That Temple. was the movies we watched for December twenty twenty. Um, and then the next podcast we'll do the year review of yeah of, of twenty twenty. Find out what the and best the, letter is. Then the January twenty twenty one podcast. The January. January. Do yeah. we want to talk about <clears throat> what we're doing for next year, or do you want to save that for the twenty twenty podcast? Let's save that for twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Give something to look forward to on that yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you have any uh, questions or comments or suggestions for movies, check out uh, stuffbyscott at gmail.com. Just send me a message. Um, that's S-T-U-F-F-B-Y-S-C-O-T-T at gmail. Um, other than that, that's, that's a wrap. This is a Scott Does Stuff podcast. Thank you.